I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We learned over the weekend that former Georgia Senator Johnny Isaacson passed away over the weekend. Uh, He was known for being quiet and rarely speaking on the floor of the United States Senate. And and that is true. Uh, During my time in Washington, D.C., I don't know that he ever gave a floor speech in all the time that I was back there. Uh, I often wondered, you know, did he did he speak? Did he ever talk? Did he speak up in in meetings or in the in other conversations? He was very, very kind, very nice, uh, a great listener for sure. And as I've reflected a little bit on his time in the United States Senate, uh, it uh, it caused me to think back to uh, something we talked about late last week, uh, and that was uh, speaking from the Vatican. Uh, Pope Francis gave a really interesting invitation uh, to his audience, and it was actually about listening and being comfortable in silence. That silence was not a weak thing or a bad thing. It's actually a very powerful thing, a very strong thing. And so as we look back, uh, I want to go back to a uh, speech, the last speech that Senator Johnny Isaacson gave before he retired from the United States Senate, uh, again, marking uh, his passing over this past weekend. But I want to start with Pope Francis, uh, because I think Pope Francis may have been describing a little bit of what we know of Senator Johnny Isaacson from Georgia. Uh, Pope Francis uh, spoke about Joseph, Joseph and Mary Joseph. Uh, and his silence in the Bible, and what that significance really is, what we should learn from it. Uh, this will be the interpreter for Pope Francis. The Gospels do not contain a single word uttered by St. Joseph of Na- Nazareth. Not a single word. This does not mean that Joseph was taciturn. No, there's a deeper reason why the Gospel doesn't give a word to St. Joseph. I love that. It wasn't a passive thing. Uh, just because there uh, is no... Uh, there are no recordings of Joseph speaking, uh, not even in the Gospels. Uh, that, that means that Joseph was passive. Uh, on the other hand, he said he was actually showing us something really important. Take a listen. Joseph's silence is not mutism. It's a silence full of listening, an industrious silence, a silence that brings out his great interiority. Industrious listening, industrious silence. I love that phrase from Pope Francis. Uh, and I do think that was uh, a little bit of what Senator uh, Johnny Isaacson, a former senator from Georgia, a Republican, uh, and he pointed out uh, in his last speech, his farewell speech, uh, some people may have thought it was his maiden speech because he just didn't do it very often. He didn't com- feel compelled uh, to a lot of theatrics. Uh, he was never on the, the cable news networks nationally, uh, often working behind the scenes on a, on a host of things. Uh, but he did give a farewell address uh, back in 2019. Take a listen. I want to talk about one subject today and one subject alone, and it's going to be short. But it's, there's something missing in this place. 
I'm given credit sometimes for being a bipartisan person. In fact, sometimes newspaper people write that I'm known for being bipartisan or being a softy. Some of them say worse than that, but I'm not going to do that. But I am a, a bipartisan person. I never saw people get, done, get things done by not agreeing with each other. You have to come to agreement. I made a living selling houses. You can't ever solve a problem if you've got two people and they won't agree to a price and agree to a time to move. You have to find common ground. Same thing with the law. You can't pass a law, you can't solve a problem. Just period, end of sentence. If you're one of these people who says, my way or the highway, then we're all in real trouble. Uh, Senator Isaacson went on to share his definition of bipartisanship and how it's more than just talking with the other side every six months. Bipartisan doesn't mean that a Democrat and a Republican talk to each other every once in a while. It doesn't mean, it means this, that it means that two people come together, probably have differences, probably have a lot of differences, but they find a way to get to the end of the trail where there's a possibility of a solution. And then they do the things you have to do to get that position. America's today is built on people who found a way to get to that end of the solution. No question about it. Senator Isaacson then went on to give some specific keys, keys that he thought were essential if you ever were going to get a bipartisan agreement on anything. The partisan people figure you got to you know, deal with you, they come deal with you. Next thing you know, you're sitting at a table with the guys who are making fun of you or they're not. And that's the way you build partisanship, bipartisanship. And that's the way I did it on my own, going through my six years in the House of Representatives and my 15 years in the United States Senate, trying to find that little thing that could bring two people together, not, notwithstanding what party they're in. I didn't ever look at the party first. That's the last thing I'd look at. Chuck Schumer said some nice things today. In his, I mean, one of the nicest things he said to me was that he liked the kindness part of it. He said I was a kind person. Because you can't get a problem solved, you can't sit down across the table from somebody. Uh, so I love that Senator Isaacson talked about finding that little one thing. So often we are so focused on what we disagree on uh, that we fail to recognize all the things that we do agree on. And if you're going to build a bridge, you, you can't start building a bridge with a divide. You can't start building a bridge with the big chasm in the middle. You got to put some anchor points in. No matter how small, no matter how little, no matter how seemingly insignificant, if you can't begin with just something, there's no chance to get anywhere else. Senator Isaacson shared his opinion on how you get that. What does it? What is it that makes a successful problem-solving bipartisan Congress come about? Part six doesn't, politics doesn't need to be a feel-good feel business anymore. It needs to do the right thing business. So I tell you that I'm big, big on bipartisanship. Whether you're black or white, Republican or Democrat, whatever it might be, find a way to find common ground. Give it a chance to work. And if it doesn't, be a future friend. Future friend. Love that phrase. Uh, also thought it was significant that he said, hey, politics doesn't have to be a feel-good thing. It doesn't have to be about kumbaya and group hugs and all of that. It doesn't have to be a feel-good thing. It has to be a do-good thing, meaning doing good for the American people kind of thing. And that's where we have to get. So, again, it's not a feel-good thing. It's a do-good kind of thing. And even when you get to the point where you cannot come to an agreement on something, at least make the commitment that you will be a future friend. 
Finally, Senator Isaacson concluded his farewell address. Again, this was from back in 2019, uh, with the hope that Congress would focus on the problems rather than their personal image. So I hope this Senate and this Congress and all of us in the years ahead, we've got some big problems. We'll start having a main goal personally. We're going to do everything we can to be a part of the solutions and the decisions that are going to have to be made. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But you're going to find something. If you figure out, if you try and do it, others watch you do it, if you start making decisions and making solving problems, you're going to be more popular than other people. This is not a popularity contest, and governing is not a popularity contest. But this is a well of minds. Bipartisanship is a state of being. It's a state of mind. It is a state of mind, and that state of mind has to begin with a willingness to engage in silence, to practice silence. And so as we salute uh, the late Senator Johnny Isaacson from Georgia, uh, I come full circle to Pope Francis where we began this segment. Pope Francis said that making the effort to practice silence was vital because it helped to control the tongue, which is easily given to overflattery, bragging, lies, backbiting, and slandered. Uh, that's a pretty good description of often what happens during the day in our nation's capital. And so Pope Francis said that this, this is what we have to learn, to cultivate silence, this space where we can go within, uh, because that's where we can actually begin to understand where we are and understand where other people are as well. Uh, the pontiff said that we are afraid of moments of silence, and we should not be afraid. Uh, it is a good thing. Uh, we have to look inside. And when we do that, then everything can actually begin to change. So a great lesson, I think, from Senator Isaacson, great lesson from Pope Francis. Don't be afraid of the silence. Lean into it uh, and learn from it. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. More to come on Inside Sources. Uh, Number one killer in the U.S. Uh, May shock you to find out what that is. Rebecca Hyde from the Huntsman Mental Health will join us to talk about that. Coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.